from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are in Business Radio, and we are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 132. Hey, if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we are live at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Dream Team in studio, Michelle and Dion. And we are taking your calls all hour. It is open call Thursday. So noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, we want to hear from you. Hey, we're going to go to Cedric in New Orleans. Cedric, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? So I had a question. I know you're talking about switching and, and what have you, but, you know, I've kind of been in the space of either doing a lot of freelance work or diving into the entrepreneurial space. But at the same time, I also want to go back into the corporate world so that I can have a little bit more stability. So my question is, you know, getting beyond understanding the algorithms and how these recruiters view resumes. Cedric, I want to I want to summarize cuz there's a lot of great points in this conversation that I want to pull out cuz I think it will it will help certainly your job search but a lot of people who find themselves in this situation. I think one you have to understand what your plan A is. You have to define it. It's clear from your background. You can go in a lot of different directions, but I think what's going to be most important to your audience is that you pick one, you've committed to it and you um, you know are excited about doing that because when you network People want to know if they're going to spend their social currency on you and introduce you to people that you've made this decision and that this is where you want to go. So, yes, you can do a lot of things, but you want to pick which one you're going for. And then, um, you know, on LinkedIn, you can really only have one brand. It's it's pretty difficult to dual brand anyway. But that's what um, I think, Ross, an important point that you pull out is. This is hard, but sometimes as a switcher, and I would almost venture to say most times as a switcher, you're going to have to remove things from your resume or your LinkedIn that you're really proud of and that that really helped define you, but that your audience is going to see as a detour off the path. And the second they detour off that path of you being an ideal match, they're on to the next person. And what we want you to do is match first, stand out second. You're listening to Career Talk Series XM Channel 132, and if you weren't thinking of switching careers before after that song, you just might have the energy to do that. Hey, welcome. We're excited to have you here during our Career Talk six-week switcher fest. Why are we having a six-week switcher fest? Well, a Monster.com poll this year found that 64% of U.S. workers dream about having a different job every second of every day. Holy Hannah, that is a lot of daydreaming. So switching is becoming the new normal, but hiring processes haven't yet caught up, which means that a lot of people who are switching careers are weeded out through applicant tracking systems and other matching algorithms that just don't work in your favor. So we are here on a mission on Career Talk to help you make the switch you want to make. We are talking about military to civilian transitions, retirement, twilight careers, returning to the workplace after an extended absence. Last week, we talked about moving from incarceration to employment. So any and all switches are welcome. And we want to take your calls right now at 844 942 7866. 
here's the secret. I just read a blog about this, that once you figure out your plan A and once you know what you want to do, the job search is not about you. And I know people say, yeah, but the cover letter, I have to write it about me and my resume is about me. But no, 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 no. It is about the value you bring to the company and how you're going to impact their mission, their bottom line, and what you can do for the employer. When you flip your mindset to start thinking like that, all of your answers change, all of how you write your resume and your LinkedIn changes, and all of a sudden you become very attractive to employers. If you have a job and you're getting a paycheck, you have impact. The company is paying you to do something that ultimately benefits the mission or the bottom line. And if you haven't thought about it, here's a great opportunity for you to just sit down and start thinking about how what you do impacts the company. If, if that's not resonating with you. Think about if you didn't show up anymore for the next few months, what would fall apart? Because often when you start thinking about it that way, you start to realize what impact you're having every day. And that's the stuff you want on your resume. Love what you're saying, because I do agree that not everybody's a great interviewer. And a lot of people don't do interviewing for a living. They have a line job. And so you come in and I think you as the candidate, this is where that preparation comes in. You need to be prepared with what you're going to leave on the table. Mm -hmm. You can't count on them to ask you the questions you want them to ask you. Oh, that's correct. You're absolutely right, Don, because there are lots of people that cannot interview. We're going to go to Dr. Perlow in California. How can we help you today? Thank you for taking my call. I love your show. I oh, love thank you. Show. I am an OBGYN, and um, I've been in practice for 20 years. I'm 58 years old, and I'm constantly reinventing myself. I mean, maintaining that is sometimes really difficult in, in an environment that kind of suppresses you and doesn't want you to, like, go outside the box. And so for me, I refer a lot of my patients to your show because I tell them, listen to this thought pattern that Dr. Graham has all the time. It's like the thought pattern is don't be intimidated. I get a lot of girls that are 22 to 24 years old, fresh out of college, and they don't know what to do with themselves. And they're like looking for something and they feel like they can't reinvent themselves. It's very difficult. And um and then I just have them listen to your show. I'm like, just go to this show and listen to this. You'll get motivated to, like, be more positive about what you can do and look at your strengths and not your weaknesses because they feel like I'm young. I look like I'm 15. Nobody's going to hire me. Yes, they are. You just have to continually be learning things, and they do that. They really do. It's, it's amazing. Thank you so much for listening to the show and certainly for telling others about it. You already have relationships. You already have people who know you. Here's one thing you could do today, right now. Ask the people who are closest to you, do you know what I do? Do you know what I physically go into the office or into wherever space you work or maybe you work from home? Do you know the value I bring to a company? Because if the people who love you and care about you and are your cheerleaders can't answer that question, they can't be out there networking. Yeah. So you don't even have to meet new people because guess what? These people, That's they true. know people that you don't know. That's true. So the only thing you need to do to start that ball rolling today is ask your, your parent, your spouse, your kid your neighbor, the people you see every day. Absolutely. You know, hey, by the way, you know, I know you work at such and such company, but I, I never really asked you what you did. Like, tell me about what you do. And then you share what you do. And before you know it, they say, oh, you should meet my friend so-and-so. So we've all heard that people don't tend to read cover letters, but what I what I what I know from digging into the research is that people read cover letters second. And I did this as well. If your resume is of interest to me. I am going to read that cover letter. So 
I think in addition to showing how your skills match, one of the other things I think it's important to come through in a in a cover letter very concisely is why you want this job at this company. Cover letters used to be in the in the old, old days, and some of us are old enough to remember the old, old days when they were very formal, very stuffy letters. Uh, now, get right to the point and say, I love your company. I love this product, and I would love to bring my expertise. I'm, come right out and say it. So I, listen, be as, be as you know, I, I you still want to sound professional, but come right out and say, this is what I think I can offer you. And if you know your stuff, if you're just applying blankly to companies randomly and you don't really know who you're applying to or why you would want that, then it's, not, it's going to come across. But if you've done the research, you want this job, you think you're a perfect fit for it, what is it that excites you? And come right out and say, what I love to do is this. I love doing international sales. I love opening up new markets in new territories. And that's exactly what I would love to do for your company. Come right out and say it like that. And that passion and that interest really does come across. It translates nicely in a letter. Yeah, and I'm going to tag on to that and say, don't say I have passion. Show your passion. There you go. Show. And this goes for your resume, your LinkedIn, your answers in an interview to say, I have great communication skills or I have great passion for don't if you have to tell me then you're not showing me and I'm going to be much more impressed and convinced if you're showing not telling. (laughs) 